Hello, my friends, and welcome to a bonus episode of Unlimited. Today, our topic is give yourself a break. I have been thinking a lot about this, and especially since June has been all about planning, and I feel like there has been a lot of reminders that we can't plan everything. And I think in hand with that is that we shouldn't plan everything. And yes, I know I just used the word should. (laughs) I try not to should on you or on me or on anybody. And in this particular case, I'm going to use that word because I think it's really important to remember that we aren't meant to plan everything. We are not machines and we need space. I know that I personally have needed a lot of space this month, and it's important that we give ourselves space, especially when we are walking through difficult times, difficult experiences, difficult situations, ones that challenge us, ones that hit our emotions, ones that require the space of grieving. And ones that require recalibration for how we engage in what's necessary and needed for our own self-care and for our ability to show up to the times that we face. So because this month has been about planning, I felt like we really needed a bonus episode to talk about when planning is problematic honestly. <laughs> that's that's essentially what we're talking about. When planning is problematic. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. <laughs> Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. Given that this month has been all about planning, this bonus episode is ironically and yet appropriately unplanned and mostly off the cuff, but I felt it was necessary because of what I have seen coming up for the people around me, my clients, and myself, honestly, and the stress that we are all experiencing both due to societal reasons as well as personal reasons. I want to acknowledge that change involves stress. Stress is a natural part of change. We require a certain amount of stress in order for change to take place. And of course, the larger the change, the larger the stress. That's one of the reasons why I don't like to label stress as a bad thing. Obviously, there are plenty of spaces where there's an overabundance of it. And absolutely, it is necessary to give ourselves support through the stress. And that doesn't make it a bad thing. Chronic stress is different than the stress needed for change. 
it's important to notice and acknowledge where the stress is coming from so that we can engage it effectively. So often, because we don't give ourselves space to process why we have stress, what the stress is there for, the reason we are experiencing stress, and like the roots of it and what we need to do about it, what it is calling for us to do about it, whether it's a shift in the way we approach something or whether it's a shift in the tangible experience and circumstances of our lives, whatever it is, it needs that space to be able to point that energy that stress is evoking in us toward what it is needed for. That allows us to utilize that stress in an effective way instead of just spraying it everywhere. And this is something that comes up I've seen a lot recently with a lot of the activism and the call to engage after the Dobbs ruling came down and overturned Roe v. Wade. There's a lot of energy and there's a lot of stress, obviously and understandably. And to be able to harness that and move it in an effective direction, we do need to take that moment to assess what are we being called to do as individuals and, of course, societally. One of the things that can often happen when we have anger, when we have frustration, is that it just kind of goes everywhere instead of focusing it toward that effective place, the place where it has the most purpose. And what it ends up doing when it just goes everywhere is we get triggered by things that we see. So assumptions that we make and we act out based off of that. And that can lead us to attacking the very people who can help us. So I bring that forward just because it emphasizes the need to take that space to care for ourselves and what's going on, to be able to listen, to be able to take in information and to harness the energy of the stress, of the anger, of all of the emotions and point them to where they can be effective. It's kind of like if you have work stress and you come home and that stress goes out at your family versus going, okay, where is this stress coming from? What does the stress need to be pointed at? Maybe it needs to be pointed at creating a change in your work situation versus at your family, right? So it's being able to give yourself that space to assess. And something that came up a lot at the beginning of the pandemic where we didn't have like commute time or the break between work and family, it's something that happens for people who have transitioned from working in an office to working for themselves. Any of those things where we don't have that natural space because frankly, we're not trained. We're actually trained not to give ourselves that space. I think of the quote by John Lennon, life is what happens when you're making other plans. And we need and deserve space to process that. And I don't necessarily just mean time, though time is a factor. It's also people in our lives to hold space for our processing, not to fix it for us, but to be a safe space, a space that can hold that processing, even if it's not out loud processing. Maybe it's just knowing that person is there. Maybe it's a certain tangible help, whatever it is, to be able to hold space. So when we're trained to over plan and to prioritize productivity, we 
don't allow space for that. And even when we need to take that space, there can be some pressure internally as well as externally because other people have been indoctrinated into the same kind of thinking to move on, to do something else. I've had several people in my life recently lose loved ones and need space for grieving, for dealing with the logistics of that loss. There's a teaching that I've run into several times, a number of times in the business world that suggests that, well, you need to plan for the unexpected. You need to have routines. You need to have systems set up so that if something happens, your business can run itself. Things can do their own thing. You can step away. You don't need to be part of it. And there is a certain amount of truth to that. And it depends on the size of your business and the dynamics of what you have going on. But honestly, this push to have everything prepared is counter to our human nature. And I mean that in that we're not machines. So there's a certain amount of preparing that you can do for unexpected things to happen, certain amounts of logistical things that you can put into place to support when things happen. And there's a certain amount of maybe we need to pause. Maybe we need to stop. Maybe things need to not function as normal. And yes, there's a ripple effect, but maybe that's important. Maybe that's part of our need for community and need for each other to allow space and to hold space for the ripples when things happen in life. When we over plan, when we are so focused on creating these things to keep everything like a machine, I think we lose a certain amount of humanity in that, in that focus on controlling all the stuff rather than allowing for and cultivating the support in and connection with each other. And I think it's Something that comes up like when you're scheduling your social media or you're scheduling your emails or all of those sorts of system things that you can set up, especially when it's something that impacts us in a broader sense. When we just keep those things going and we keep doing business as usual, when business is not as usual or when we're not as usual, I think it does a disservice to that humanity and to acknowledgement of our humanity, to allow space for intuition. And I want to also acknowledge here that this isn't just about pain and loss and grief. There's a lot of that right now. So that is part of where this is coming from. But it also can block the ability to harness opportunities and to see joy and to take advantage of exciting things that come up that maybe if you're too locked into a routine and you're too locked into business as usual, you won't allow those things in. So for example, in my own life, we had a week where there was a break between things that we had planned and other things that we had planned, like camp and things like that. And I happened to have a conversation with my parents and they were like, yeah, we could take the kids for a week. So for the first time ever, I don't have my kids for a week, which is 
mind-boggling. But that was a last-minute thing. It was like a sudden, let's make this happen. So drive for a day and be gone out of town for a day and then come back. And it was what could have been seen as like a three-day disruption. My husband asked me if I was sure because we would essentially be losing, as it were, two weekends that I had said already that I wanted to get all of this house stuff done in. But I decided with them that this experience was valuable and important for all of us to have. And if I had been too locked into, okay, it has to look like this and this is what we're doing, I wouldn't have even opened the door to that conversation. And I wouldn't have said yes, and we wouldn't have this experience. So when we over plan ourselves, when we don't allow space for things to happen, allow space for the break, for the new, for the different, whether it is a hard, painful, stressful different, or whether it is a joyful, invigorating different. Without that space, if we pretend that we are machines that should just be systematized in every way, we block a fullness of life experience and an ability to be, be present. I had a client recently bring up this habit of being busy in the brain. (laughs) Like people were doing stuff, she's sitting there and her brain is going, should I be doing something? I'm feeling guilty about not doing something, worrying that people are going to judge what she's doing. And she noticed her brain going. And this is something that happens is when we're so used to being busy, we can think, oh, let's break the hustle culture. Let's not be all up in that anymore. But if we're focused on what we're not wanting, as I've said before, we tend to create it. So we start thinking, oh, now I'm I'm in that hustle culture. I want to stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop it. <laughs> and instead of going, okay, well, what's the opposite of that? What's the opposite of being busy? Well, Our society often makes it into lazy. Well, if you're not busy, then you're lazy. And I realized that this is not something that I've thought a lot about or talked a lot about even of like, well, what is it if you're not being busy? How do we break this habit of being busy? And actually, we're going to talk a lot about habits in the next two episodes of this podcast because July is all about habits. So if you have questions about habits or anything that you want to talk about related to habits, then please send me a message and I will be sure to engage that in the next episodes. But talking about that habit of being busy, when we're not busy, Our brain will often be busy and we'll worry about stuff and we'll think about stuff because that expends energy and it feels like being busy. So what's the opposite of being busy? And in my group coaching today, it came up where we're talking about what does that look like for everybody? And and someone asked, can you give me examples of what you do if you're not busy? (laughs) And so we talked about that. We explored it. I was like, well, that's a great journaling topic, right? To explore, well, what does it look like to not be busy? But how do we switch that? What is the opposite of being busy? And what comes to me is being present. If you're not busy, if your brain's not busy, if your body is not busy, there's not that busy energy, it's being in the moment, being present, So what does it look like to be present? And maybe that's something that you want to explore. You know, when you say give yourself a break, what are you giving yourself a break from? What does it mean to give yourself a break? What does it look like to you? 
To me, it means not beating myself up. So what's the opposite of that? Well, giving myself grace. It means giving myself that space that I was talking about, allowing, and and that can mean all kinds of things, allowing, allowing myself to be human, allowing myself to just be. So often we have these moments, or I'll have clients who talk about moments where they're like, how do I optimize my time? How do I make sure that I'm as productive as possible? And it's like, well, you can break it down into, okay, you've got your five-minute tasks, and you've got your 30-minute tasks, and you've got your hour tasks and two-hour tasks, whatever. You You can break it down that way. What if you have a space where you've got something coming up, and it's a hard deadline, and it's just, it's too hard to make a decision of what to do. Or maybe you, maybe you haven't done that breakdown yet. Maybe it's, it's a point in the week where you've done stuff and you just, you have this break. You could just scroll. That's a choice. Or you could just be. But either way, if you choose, and I know that's a hot button word right now, but if you choose, if you notice okay, I'm choosing to do this, then you're owning that time. If you're giving yourself the opportunity to ask, what do I need right now? I have this much time. What do I need? Instead of just going automatically to a plan and to lists and to organizations, but actually to give yourself the space to check in and ask yourself, what do I need right now? I have five minutes. What do I need? I have 30 minutes. What do I need? I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough. Or if we do, it's a reactive kind of asking of this sense of lack, this sense of not having what we need. And oftentimes there isn't the space to ask, or we don't feel like there's the space to ask. But I encourage you in this episode to ask that. Ask it even when you don't feel like maybe you can't have exactly what you need. Like, oh, I really need a massage right now. Okay, well, maybe that's the answer. So what would it look like to just rub your shoulders, to just breathe into the places that are tight and just give yourself a minute to be with that? I bet something would loosen. Now, is that as good as a massage from someone else? Maybe not. Probably not. I know it's probably not my preference. (laughs) but. If you gave yourself that space to even just ask, to even just know, what do you need? Maybe it's just a minute to just be. Maybe it's to go put your feet in the grass. Maybe it's to take a breath and just notice it, to listen to the sounds around you, to the things that you can see, the colors in your space, to smell whatever there is to smell, to taste something savor a piece of chocolate in your mouth, whatever it is, just to be present for a minute with yourself. I know that can be really hard. And so maybe it's to have someone be present with you to check in. I mean, this of course ties into like asking for what you need, which I know is also difficult in some cases, but it's okay if it's not easy. And it's okay if It feels uncomfortable and awkward, and it's okay if it's hard, and it's okay to be human and to need something that wasn't in your plan and to do something that you didn't write down and put on a list 
and to give space to something that was unexpected. I think we're overplanned. And even when we're not planned, we're often shooting on ourselves to be planned and organized and controlled and managed. And we have too much of that. So give yourself a break. Give yourself the opportunity to trust your intuition, even if it doesn't work out the way you expect it to. Be willing to learn. Allow yourself the space to cultivate an ability to be present, even if it is messy and your brain wants to run off in all directions. Love yourself enough to allow yourself to be where you are. And when you can do that, then you can do that and hold that for other people. And I think we all need that. We all need a lot more of that. So those are my thoughts for right now as we wrap up this month of planning. (laughs) My final word on this, well, for now at least, is that we're overplanned, so stop it. (laughs) And bottom line, allow yourself to be human. I love you. I'm grateful that you are here, that you are listening, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. Leave me a review, take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me. Send it to a friend or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember, your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.